Hello, everyone, and welcome to People Who Are Somehow Important to My Well-Being, the podcast. I'm Sydney, and I'm the host and the creator of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Reagan Kennedy, who was recently seen on the Legally Blonde National Tour, Legally Blonde at Kansas City Starlight, and coming up, the Mean Girls National Tour. Hi! Hi! Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to meet you and talk to you, the podcast queen herself. (laughs) I've been starting by telling my guests kind of why they're here and how they're important to my well-being, hence the name. I never got to see Legally Blonde, either of them at this point. Either of them. (laughs) But I started following everyone on TikTok and and I got to know everyone from there. Learned a lot about a non-union tour and all that. And just like in general, like when I discovered who you were and all the different roles you had, I was like, God, I have to talk to this girl. (laughs) We'll get into that. But yes. like did every single thing yeah. um and just in general I felt like you had like a very like similar personality to me and like similar energy totally. and I want to talk to you so thanks for I love that well thanks for the compliment I love that of course um so I guess we'll start how did you get into performing so I have two older siblings and I don't know how the story goes I don't know how they got into performing we could not all three of us be more different. Um, My older sister was always like more book smart, introverted, but she did theater. How my older sister (laughs) is. Totally. And my my brother, the middle boy uh, between two girls, that sandwich, you know, is very like that kid is usually looking for attention in some way. So I think I'm the middle of two boys. So I get it. So yeah, you look for it in like some regard and you find your niche and she had already done theater so it's interesting because I feel like most parents are like put your kids in sports or like put them in something that's arts are important for sure but I didn't I I was never given the choice I was in ballet by the time I was a year old um like peeing on the floor in dance class and then and then by like third grade I was doing jazz and hip-hop um while I would be in dress rehearsal for my dance recital and I'd show up to my softball tournament game and all like stage makeup and then I'd go back to dress rehearsal so for me it was chosen for me Mm -hmm. which is great it stuck obviously with my siblings it it didn't stick it was a hobby my parents were really great about encouraging us to find balance whether it be school arts sports uh, academics whatever it was um I think it just happened that you know what your natural calling is sometimes. And I got good whenever I wanted to. I got really good. So like I kind of didn't care all that much about technique and dance until I moved. I'm originally from Chicago. And when I moved to Pennsylvania, yes, not far from you. When I moved to Pennsylvania in the um, the seventh or eighth grade, I all of a sudden I really focused on technique and suddenly I was a really good dancer. Um, same with singing. I used to do it for fun. And then all of a sudden I applied myself and, you know, so for me, it did come naturally, which a lot of people can't say. And it was chosen for me in a sense, but I have my siblings to think. I think I did my first musical when I was seven. What was it? I was in the Jungle Book. I was a part of, there's, it's a chain, I think, throughout the nation, CYT, Christian Youth Theater, and Slash Spotlight, I don't know what name they go by anymore, but there is a Chicago branch of it, and that's where I got my start, and they wrote a lot of their own musicals. Got it. Did it, you went to... Did you go to U of A? I did. I went to U Arizona. Yeah. I went 2018 to 2021. I graduated a semester early, but my class year is 2022. I was just in Arizona and I wanted to ask you, I had never been before and it was like, I mean, I went in the summer, so it was really hot, but I am just so curious how you survived as a 
girl from <laughs> Midwest and East Coast mm-hmm. in that weather because I oh, love my God. I love the warmth. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but well, okay, the summer the summer is by far. So I've never different. felt heat like that in my whole life. No, that's that's very different. Most of the year, I mean, it's warm, of course, but it's it's dry heat, so it's like mm-hmm. it's manageable. And also, part of my reasoning, it sounds so silly, why I wanted to move out west for school, because my other option that I committed to was Utah, which mm-hmm. is so different. But I wanted to go out west because if you can sing out west in that climate, you can sing anywhere. True. I was able that's to sing in the desert for your vocal cords. Yeah, but the dry is so hard to negotiate with so like if you can sing in Arizona you can sing anywhere that's my theory I don't there's no science behind that that's really, <laughs> I never I've never heard of that but okay. yeah I mean it's I like well, you. now I say this and of course Barbie's like a phenomenon right now but I've always said it was like going to Barbie dream school oh my god it reminds me of like being there reminded me of like high school musical too where they're in like their oh, fun. Like, I mean I that's love- but you know it's not far yeah yeah it was, yeah. A, lot. It was a lot of fun That's so fun. And then you graduated early. What did you do after that? So my program let me leave a semester early. And I think I graduated December like 15th. And then I was officially moved in here by December 26th. (laughs) I very quickly took route to New York and I would bounce back for like the first little bit between home, New York and Arizona because I'd seen your showcase and all of that. Um, but I was like officially in New York, full residence by January 17th. And then I, one of my first auditions in end of March was Blonde and there yeah. I went. <laughs> and it became your show. You yes. are Legally Blonde. So we are all things legal and blonde in this Let's household. talk <laughs> about Legally Blonde. So you, what was like your audition process? Like what did you go in for originally? I was originally in for Margot. Okay. Um, and... That was just based off of like, I had submitted for it and then they called you back for mm-hmm. something. I was originally in for Margot. That was not the right vibe for me. I might've done a side or two for Serena. And then after that, it was a lot of ensemble. I did some Brooke, I did some L. Um, I did a little Vivian at one point in time. Oh. And then <laughs> the ensemble for my last, it spanned from like late, late late March to uh August wow when I booked blonde this summer I had sent in one self-tape and I booked that my next job that I can't talk about yet but that was one audition and I was done so it just it really depends well you got lucky I guess with those it just, no it's just it's such a strange out of the ordinary business and sometimes the lines are I mean also there's the 100 other jobs you didn't book Right. You know, so it just, I mean, it's, it's all up in the air and so out of the actor's control. It's not even funny. So you tell me what exactly, what roles you played had again. So I think this also, this might make sense as to why my audition process was so long. Cause I don't know if anyone else's was as drawn out or extensive as mine was, but I truly think they could not figure out what the perfect role oh. or placement was for me. So by the end of auditioning, I, I had a feeling I was like there at this point, I just don't think I didn't book this. Right. Like I, I know that I know this is right for me and I know 
there's something for me here. So my official, once we got on the road, positions were ensemble, universal onstage swing, understudy L Woods, dance captain, and second assistant stage manager. So how did that all come to be? So what a good question. I honestly don't know. My Some things were like added on. So there was two L understudies that got added on during rehearsal for me. I was originally a co-dance captain. That person had left partially through tour. So then I was given the dance captain title in its entirety. So some of those things kind of adapted, but by the end of the tour, that was my situation. And what I think you're applying is how did I become second assistant stage manager on a national tour? The funny thing is that with non-union shows, that's very normal to have, you've pinpointed your actor who you you think is the leader, you think is like, clearly they cast me as the swing. So they knew my brain was really capable. Hmm. Um, Were you the only swing? I was the only swing up until rehearsal. They added a male swing, obviously just covering the male identifying characters in our ensemble. However, the way that worked out because Bernard, who goes by Bernie, who was our male swing, also understudied so many roles. Hmm. I also covered the male ensemble. So when it was sensible, when it when it made sense. Right, right. Um, As for this, the stage management position, I think they just took a bet on me. To be so honest, I think the company was like, if it came down to it, she could do it. And it was made so clear to me. I sat with the with the management team in rehearsal because of my dance captain position and because I needed to learn what I could. Right. Right. It was a very like just in case position or we don't think this will ever happen. But here's a title for you. Right. Until it did. We came back from our second layoff in Sarasota, Florida. Our uh, production stage manager got COVID which meant our ASM was calling the show and I was out of the show and running the deck for a week. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, people go to school for that. And I I know, but I'm really grateful for that because I unlocked a new skill. Frankly, I was pretty good at it for what it was for not having training. And it's definitely something I could do again if if I needed to. But it humbled me a lot. Did you come to them or did they come to you? Like with the idea of you being the second ASM um it was on my contract got it it's it's flattering to be super honest (laughs) when when, like not everyone can do so exactly when when you can have that on your resume it's something you should feel um honored to have so then when you were an onstage like how did that work when like you were on for someone else did like Uh not cover you so the difference um, from what I've understood, I was in an onstage swing, which meant no matter what, every single day I was in the show. Right. I had my own ensemble track, right. which meant a lot of the time I was either on the end in formations or dead center because I was prodigal. Yeah. Right. So, when so it no came one to- would go on for you. No, no one could go into my track, but I could go into anyone's. Got it. Okay. In the That's- ensemble. So the the universal part is actually a term that I don't think is deemed correct at all, but that's what that's what the company I worked with called it. Uh, and that just meant that from male identifying to female identifying ensemble or ensemble A and B, I covered everyone in that realm that was not featured mm-hmm. uh, with the addition um, of judge store manager, Galen, who has like a little line, any of those like featured female things I was obviously able to do. And then I obviously covered L. Beyond that, any other principal or supporting role, I I didn't know. Did so, you not know them or at the end of it, did you like 
That was so funny. And I was thinking about this the other day. Like if if something had ever happened to Kaylee, I not a single clue what she was ever doing on stage. I'm sure I could figure it out, but like she no, also I, played four different people. Exactly. It just wasn't it wasn't part of my job. So like I didn't mold my brain around it. I'm sure if it had come down to it, we could have figured it out. Of course. We we did a very good job of figuring it out on, <laughs> on the tour. But I don't know. I, I could guess. But even when <laughs> down to doing some of my stuff I had especially you had the layer of being dance captain too where like you know where everyone stands well that's why I asked because you like know the whole show better than anyone else but in regards to like what they're doing or like when they go it it was it was a toss-up I knew my stuff I knew who I covered and there was only honestly ever when I was in a new track there was only a few times that there was like mistakes but people were so good about just we call it shove with love somebody's going into a track great shove with love if they're in the wrong spot I think one day I was debuting um Alexis's track and just a female ensemble track and I forgot to move a table that she moved big uh uh-oh because (laughs) the table just sat there so somebody else got it which was like oh thank god Right. Well, they're probably like, she probably has no idea about that table. <laughs> oh, I was nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> so you were learning your track and then also learning all these other tracks at the same time? Yeah. So how the rehearsal process went is I would be on my feet for the numbers that I was in, learning the choreography, obviously needing to know all of the steps. And then I would sit down for a while and I would track where everyone was going. Okay. And my co-dance captain would be on on his feet, which was really great and helpful for the rehearsal process. Genuinely, <laughs> they got me at the right time. I think, yes, my brain is is made for this, which is great. I think I will continue to get jobs that are in this vein, which I love. But I think I was fresh, fresh out of school, and I was eager, right. and I was ready to go. You and know, you also, I think, like, weren't going to say no. Right. And then you learn. <laughs> and then you start to learn, and, and right. you become more, more vocal about what is good for you in that moment but yeah I learned a ton and it was it was a lot but it was fun so you went from being on tour traveling every single day basically to then (laughs) performing the same show with different people Mm -hmm. in a different state not moving around was it hard to like put that aside and like basically start fresh like you're learning a new track with new people new everything yeah it was I did have a little bit of a break I took, I had three weeks in between the contracts um, where I took a different job um, working at a theater intensive summer camp. I saw but that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was more like managerial work. I got to Blondet, Kansas City. I was first of all just excited because I know the show inside and out. Um, oh, yeah. a, lot people, a lot of people I really love and look up to were in my company. Um, Nikki Snelson was my director, like wild it just felt really exciting my first equity contract huge stage the house seats eight thousand people it's outdoors right. just absolutely like a whirlwind and then we immediately day two because day one was all um music which i was like easy 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 i right, already know right. every vocal line in this show like right. i got it because i did that <laughs> right, all right. Before, i don't know i just wanted to but day two we started learning whipped and oh my god my body was just like no well because no. you're doing it the other way yeah i had done it for a year a completely i mean this was like they couldn't be more opposite and completely different ropes we we on tour had ropes and on blonde in kansas city we had plastic strong ropes 
that like make sound and they're weighted. So it just really, um, it threw me for a loop. (laughs) Your body has memory, you have muscle memory. So to break that, and we only rehearsed for six or seven days at Kansas City, we did the whole show. It was so quick that like I would get home and I couldn't even walk, but I had to run choreography over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. which if you know me, I, luckily is so not me. Usually I'm like, it's locked in after two times and I'm good. Like my body knows it. But I would just drill stuff because I couldn't break certain. Right. Have certain, it. it was it was whipped and it was positive dance break that were like, even like when we were doing the show, they, we would do choreography and little things I like could, I just couldn't do in the positive dance break. Well, because you were literally doing this for like almost a year so yeah it was tricky it was definitely it was much more of a brain exercise than I thought it would be and just very just so different like my muscles were were wrecked because it was just completely head to toe different and your and your body is like fighting it because what you want starts and you know okay this is where on the tour we completely changed it but all of a sudden we're reverting back to what it's original choreography was it was just it was interesting did you feel at least a little bit more well rested than you did on tour (laughs) no (laughs) no no Kansas City was a a whirlwind it was three three and a half weeks of back to back to back to back to back it was it was busy it was busy (laughs) and honestly I would I would take doing three one-nighters in a row on tour than performing outdoors in 102 degree weather. I had this long, long blonde wig and the ends would be soaking wet by the end of the show. It was so gross, but it was, it was fun. It genuinely, that was probably, that might be hard to beat for like the most fun time I've ever had on stage. I feel like too, it was probably like a good way to like wrap up and like come to terms. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. I was, just talking about this I was saying it to a friend I don't know what I would have done without that because literally on the last day then it all hit me I was like oh okay I'm never doing this show like what well don't say never (laughs) well of course of course I'm taking a break but it definitely hit me on my last day in Kansas City I was like okay like on to the next officially it was weird I was gonna say that I was telling Kaylee this but I am just like so fascinated by whipped into shape I don't know how it's even like oh my god it's so much fun because I can't even like jump rope let alone jump rope and sing and like dance at the same time well listen (laughs) the the and sing part is is questionable I mean for for Brooke Wyndon there's no choice of course but we have offstage singers in any production really oh yeah well that makes more sense the magic yeah, because, I mean the, the the grab off is that Brooke can stop at any point in time and it's True. her job like you know um that's not a choice when you're in the ensemble so the, both productions I've been in there are people off stage singing thank god I would have never thought of that but that's actually really smart you know what's so crazy is I don't even think I remember that choreography I only know what I just did I which was so. eight times harder <laughs> you can't do whipped into shape with the original Brooke Wyndham as the director and not have Right, trick right. After trick after trick yeah by the it's end of that so cool, though. yeah it was awesome how oh, I love Niani <laughs> put, put that in the podcast we love I Niani <laughs> like you gotta get her to listen to it then <laughs> oh my gosh you should get on here she I know it. I want to ask her do you have any like fun memories from tour oh my gosh my 23rd birthday was the same week as closing oh. in Palm Beach and me and my closest friends on tour rented a boat Oh and just rode it around the little marina and that was probably the best day ever just Kaylee was there the greatest memories but I, I there's so many it's every That's time said too. 
<laughs> no, it's, I mean, living with Kaylee every single day was just a theatrical experience. Like her and I were just, it just, it, either ends of the extreme, we were either dead tired or we were super hyper. Um, that was amazing. I, I had the best time with my management team because that was the that was the best part of my of my job I got to be involved in both um they just happened to become really good friends of mine and when we would like have little meetings and just laugh until our faces fell off or like we'd go get a drink after the show with anyone in the company like those are the memories that stick out to me anytime we had a hotel pool party sticks out to me anytime we we watched a movie on the bus like the little things that you don't think about or grocery shopping for the first time right. together was so funny. Like It's also like you wouldn't even like think that like these become like memories, but like they you know, did. That's the thing though, is every single day on tour is a memory because it's so bizarre. Like what you're doing is just crazy. Like, no, I can't pinpoint just one. Obviously I have, I have tons of highlights, right? Like, like debuting Ellen Houston and my parents being able to fly it and see that's Aww. special like I don't know watching watching Kaylee like nail whipped into shape for the first time in rehearsal that's really special um just whenever Ashley would do a new opt-up in Ireland like little things like that but mostly the things that stick out to me are the times where we were down people or just shit hit the fan really quickly when we were in times of like stress that's those are the times that stick out to me because I was really really proud of my cast mm -hmm. and as their leader as their dance captain they made my job pretty easy to just be like okay we're doing this this and this questions no have a good <laughs> show like they were they were great they really were it seemed like a really fun group of people just from I mean from what I've seen at least <laughs> oh no absolutely it was a great group of people. I think everyone came from different backgrounds it was a good blend of people different ages different people were engaged people were dating like it's very very wide group of people but good right. talked about your L debut but I want to know what was going did you know that you were going to be going on what was going through your head all that no, um, all I was focused on when I woke up that morning is I had a 10 a.m I think rehearsal with our new company member Sia who had flown in the night before um and we were rehearsing up on the pool deck in Houston because the plan was to put her in the show in three days from that day, which is, it's a lot. Um, and she was taking over Chanel, Chanel Black's track, which I've done a hundred times. It, it's, uh, it was a hard track. It's a lot, like 15 quick changes, a lot. Um, so I woke up that day and at this point in time, I think we had maybe like five, four or five COVID cases. And I had expected to wake up that day, put Sia through rehearsal and do the same show that we did the night before. And then I was getting texts from management that slowly and surely there was, there was more people testing positive. And I, I think we had like, we had we had kind of in the back of all of our heads been like, well, what if when it started at the beginning of the week? Because we do live in super close proximities. I guess it was in the back of my head of like, what if? But me going on for L was not ever the what if. To be honest, I thought we'd get through tour and I would never have to. I think it was 2 p.m. or something like that. By the time I was just finishing up with Sia up on the pool deck, 
And I had just bumped into Carly and I was like, hey, how are you? And she was like, good, how are you? And she had gotten a text to prepare to go on for Serena. So she was coming up to like work on her stuff. And I hadn't spoke to management until the the email came out. And when they sent an in and out, there's not like really any warning to it. Um, sometimes if you're going on for a role, they'll let you know. But like if it's chaos, which that day was, we had an additional four people test positive with COVID, which brought us up to like eight or nine people were out on heard of for the amount of coverage we had it's crazy um sometimes you don't get a warning and my name was next to l and i got a call from our costume designer and i needed to be there at four for a fitting i needed yeah, to be even had a fitting I needed to be in a music rehearsal at five. I was running a rehearsal at 4.30 for, for a put-in for different characters, not even for myself. Um, so I had about 30 minutes before the show to run some lines and put on the wig for the first time and go. And it was... Oh my God. I like, I can't even tell you that it was scary because at this point I had done every other track. So like nothing scared me at that point, but there was a moment where I was like, oh my God, I haven't left the stage yet. And... <laughs> do I know what's supposed to be like coming out of my mouth yeah no I know but like do I know had you had um, a poem or no I had never had a rehearsal as L good um I had sang so much better in one understudy rehearsal in Dallas in January and when was this March and this was end of April middle no beginning oh, of April that's um, such a long time though I feel like to go without totally on. I mean that's I mean it's normal for for the situation that we were we were a part of but I mean I would rehearse sometimes on my own I was I was ready to go if it needed to happen but um it happened it definitely happened <laughs> I actually I by random happen chance had a friend in that audience that night who had drove in from another place in Texas and I like came out of stage door and they were like what and I was like wait what <laughs> I was like what's going on um and then yeah it, it did like eight or nine shows in a row or something crazy um so by the end of it I was I was great and then I had yeah <laughs> no by the I'm honestly by the next day I was I was in it I was good and then a little later in tour I had another couple of shows due to sickness as well so I did it I did a good handful of times and great <laughs> I've seen I've seen videos of you doing it. So well, there's a few that. circulating right here. <laughs> you posted some too. I did. I did. Did you do your track more than the others, or did you find that like you were swinging into other people's tracks more than your own? Um, I did. I did my track probably obviously the most. Um, things really didn't. Nothing ever hit the fan until like November. Uh, maybe yeah. I say November. I we started, started in. But like, uh, we opened October 14th. Okay. Um, but second to mine, I did Chanel's track the most, which is the DA Joyce Riley track. I think we did a tally because she understudied, she was first understudy for Margot Serena and Pilar. Did so she end up being Pilar or did I make that up? Yes, she did. I think we were, I did that upwards of like 30 times or something like that. And then second to that would be Carly's ensemble track because she was second cover for all of those roles. So that the judge and the store manager. I know I should have kept a better tally system, but honestly, I thought about doing it once and people told me on the road, they were like, you should keep a journal of it. And I did it once and I posted on TikTok and it gave me such a headache. I was like, because <laughs> frankly, you know, what I think it would just overwhelm me to look back on it like that. You also went to so many places that like yeah. I guess now what are you up to now? I know you said that you're in something that you can't talk about but anything else that you can share? 
Um, well, right now I'm just in the city for a little bit. I'm going to go home for a week. And right now, obviously, I've got a little bit of a tweak in my ankles. So I'm doing a lot of rest and recovery, which the ankle, I think, happening was just my sign was fate telling yeah. me to, um, I don't like to stop. I like to, I like to be active. I like to, I would prefer to be in class right now and whatever but unfortunately that's not what the cards had for me so I'm resting I'm doing a lot of like catch up on life I'm sure I mean you've been uh, nonstop for like a year so yeah. yeah it's been a lot and I'm still kind of living out of suitcases and getting my life together but um mostly just in New York catching up with friends and getting ready for my next show I'm so excited to hear all about it when I can <laughs> yeah so now are you what'd you say it's like coming soon so now are you an equity like member now I actually decided not to join quite yet got it well that's still exciting good for you no I there's stuff happening everywhere so I thought about it for a while but um I really wanted to take the next job I got so I didn't As you should. Frankly, at the end of the day, I'm still only 23 and I don't think it's my time quite yet. And I mean, if I decide in a couple months that I want to, I mean, I have a card waiting for me. So that's really nice. True. You, it's so crazy because like you're only a year older than me. I just turned 22, but like you were just on a national tour. And yeah. I'm sure crazy. <laughs> and uh, now I feel old. It probably definitely made you like grow up a lot. Oh, I feel so old. <laughs> I really, I do. I really do. It's funny too, because in, in that circuit, I'm a normal age. And then I got to age literally doesn't matter at all. First right. of all, it's almost the same. And then I got to blonde this summer and I was like one of the youngest by several years. I was like, this is weird. Like, I don't, I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, can I even dance like this in six years? I don't know. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to hear about what happens next for you. That's so exciting. When are you allowed to announce or can you not say that? Um, For sure within the next couple of weeks. I'm excited. <laughs> it's coming soon. Probably um, towards the end of August, but maybe sooner. I don't know. They don't tell me that kind of stuff. I don't know. If they post before me, then, then you'll know. <laughs> I know. I talked to Leah and I've talked to Kaylee, so I heard a lot about the bus I've heard about the travel experiences but like do you did you get to do anything like besides perform did you get to like explore besides your boat on your birthday (laughs) yeah like yes and no the schedule (laughs) the schedule was 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 busy but on times where we sat down in a place for a while uh, I would do my best to go to restaurants in that town try and shop local in that town um I was a big component and and still am of taking time and doing things alone. So I would take myself to like a free museum or I would take myself to a coffee shop or Kaylee and I would go to like the mall. Like, yeah, right. you got, got around as much as you could. But honestly, it really just turns into like eating. <laughs> it's like but that's okay, like well, when you're an adult too yeah I, it just or like going and getting a drink at a local right. place after the show, like something like that but yeah we definitely we explored and a lot of it I would say I did on my own just because that was my vibe and I like to like go and hot girl walk and do Love my own that. thing but it's so, good to be Haley though because as you've described yeah. clearly you've really hit it off and yeah that I mean that doesn't just happen we got 
so so lucky didn't you guys have to like decide you were rooming before you even knew each other uh yes but (laughs) yeah so on the first day of rehearsal you do a read through of the show and then they put up a little sheet and they're like sign up for your roommate and that's that Um, no I gotta stalk them everywhere before (laughs) Kaylee and I have a lot of mutual friends so I actually I met I met Kaylee out with Ben one of our mutual friends and um the owner of the intensive I just worked at um so we hit it off that night didn't talk all that much but like it seemed like our vibes were similar we knew we both worked out we knew we woke up early we were both very like routined people she was a little older than me had a tour already under her belt so like it felt it felt like the right yeah so we looked at each other from across the room and I was like I don't know if she is gonna like remember that we talked about this so I was like and she was like (laughs) okay 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 I was like okay we're good um yeah we got wildly lucky uh (laughs) one of my best friends I knew nothing about Kaylee (laughs) I I mean that's good though no it's just again it was a freak thing that just and I just knew it was gonna be fine and I'll hear you but yeah exactly but you spend little to no time in your hotel room truthfully you really don't and and the times where she would be like if we were sat down in like one place for a while we would go to the gym at different times so that we'd each kind of have time in the room or like nice. oh I'm filming this self tape can you help me do this part and then can you leave but yes of course I'll go do it just we had a really good thing worked out that's good that's good that it was mutual too and now I'll just call Kaylee and ask her a question and then hang up like <laughs> <laughs> we got very it was so great to meet you thank you so so much for doing this one last thing for anyone listening where can they find you on social media of course I do my best to stay up to speed on social media I'm my primary is Instagram I'm at underscore Reagan Kennedy underscore that's r-e-a-g-a-n-k-e-n-n-e-d-y and then my TikTok is at official Reagan Kennedy official 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 yeah, and if you want to know what I'm doing next, coming soon. Okay, well, so nice meeting you. Please stay in touch. You're so nice. Oh my gosh, you too. Thank you for having me. Congrats on graduation. I can't wait Thank to see you. where you end Congrats on all of what you just did. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for this week's episode of people who are somehow important to my well-being. Make sure you follow at important to my well-being pod on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.